Welcome to the Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker, sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I am coming to you live from North Carolina, USA. So where are you watching from? Say hello to family and friends around the world. Hello to everyone in the USA. How are you doing? Good morning. Uh, good evening to all of my friends in India. Uh, there is uh, Malesh. God bless you, brother. We're praying for you and for your healing. Um, there is Nimai, um, I think from uh, Myanmar, maybe. But God bless you. Uh, Jaime from the Philippines. We've been praying for you and all those that are displaced by the flooding that's going on after typhoons across the Philippines. Joshua from Rajamandre. God bless you, brother. How are you? There's Anna from the Philippines. How are you today, sister? Uh, Fred from the Philippines. Good to have you in the audience today. I am so... There's Pastor Z uh, from India. Anyone watching from Thailand or Afghanistan, Africa? Uh, I saw uh, uh, Care Africa on WhatsApp was saying that they were going to be uh, here. Jacob, David, um, Elisha, uh, Nehemiah, uh, Rambabu, Pastor Rambabu. Thank you so much for your encouraging message uh, and uh, praying for me. I am so grateful for all my friends and family and uh, anyone that is watching for the first time, you're not here by accident. I really believe God has put us together for a few moments here every Tuesday at 10 a.m. so that you would receive an encouraging word from God. I sent a message out to some friends and said, receive this strength giving word. God's word gives us strength. It encourages us. It comforts us. And I believe today's word is that powerful word in your life. Hello, Pastor Shaker. Um, I am so honored to have you watching. There's Justin from North Carolina. Who else is tuning in to the show? I'm so grateful to have you. Glory from India. God bless you all. Thank you for uh, sharing and commenting during the show. Um, and I would, I would hope that you will pray for me as I'm praying for you. And I've been praying that you would receive today's word, pursue, and that you would think differently. I would think differently. We would be transformed as a result of this word. Are you ready for the word of God? Hallelujah. 
I want you to be sitting on the edge of your seat, listening to what the spirit of God is saying to you today. Um, and so we're, let's dive in. We're going to look at Psalms 23, verse 6. I love Psalms 23. I refuse to wait until I die to have it read at my funeral. I'm going to read it every single day. I've been reading it every single day for years. I encourage you to do it. It's only six verses. It's a great chapter to start your day off. It will change your mind about today. Uh, no matter what you're feeling and thinking, Psalms 23 puts perspective Every day, something jumps out and gives perspective. Look at this verse, verse six. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will, there's today's word, pursue. Pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. David is saying to the Lord, God, you are pursuing me. Your goodness and your love are pursuing me, chasing after so you know the verb pursue, it is where you're going after something or something's coming after you, chasing behind you, chasing to you, coming to connect with you. Um, and, and so David is saying God is the ultimate stalker. God is the ultimate pursuer. And I mean stalker in a positive um context, not in uh, a stalker for, for violation, um, a stalker for violence, but God is a stalker for rewarding. Um, and the other, uh, yesterday, I shared out of Hebrews chapter 11, verse six with our staff, and I want to just share, it's not going to come up on the screen, but it says it is impossible to please God Without faith, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God is pursuing you to reward you, not to beat you down. Uh, obviously, if you have never taken faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's pursuing you for the forgiveness of your sins. He's already paid the price. Jesus has already died on the cross for your sins and my sin. And God in his mercy, God in his love, God in his goodness is chasing after you saying, let Jesus be the one to die. You don't have to die. The bad news is something must die for sin. You see it all throughout the Old Testament. The good news is it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be me. The good news is Jesus has given the greatest exchange in my place, in your place. He died that we might live. And so all we have to do is confess Jesus as Lord, recognizing for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe upon him would not die and would live forever, would never perish. That is such good news. And God is pursuing you with good news, pursuing you to give you this revelation, pursuing you to open up your eyes. If you have never taken Jesus only for salvation, scripture says you are as blind as a person born or that has uh, the inability to see physically, spiritually, you are blind. 
I was before I took Jesus only for salvation. And in the Bible, there's stories of the scales falling off of people's eyes physically, which represents a spiritual reality. And anyone that has not yet confessed Jesus, say his name, Jesus, say his name, Jesus. And if you're not able to do that, there's scales spiritually over your eyes. And God is pursuing you with mercy, with compassion to take those scales off of your eyes, to give you the forgiveness of your sin, to, for you and I to know what it's like to be one with God, commune with God, together with God, united with God. We, call, we talk about having peace with God. God's pursuing you for that. Well, you know the verb, and I want, to, I want you just to understand that God is living out. So the first point is we are, we are to pursue God. Just as God is pursuing us, the Bible teaches us to pursue God. And just for a moment, I want to just list out very quickly things that the Bible talks to us about pursuing. And you know these, or you wouldn't be tuning in to the broadcast this morning. But it, we are to pursue the Lord. We are to pursue righteousness. We are to pursue godliness. Look at the word pursue in the Bible and you will see scriptures that talk to us about pursuing justice, pursuing peace. These are the benefits of having a right relationship with God. And we are to pursue that. The second thing that... I want you to understand about the word pursue is that God pursues us. And I want to teach you a principle. Maybe you already know this principle, but it's the God first principle. The Bible teaches that we love because he first loved us. Look at 1 John 4 verse 9. We love because he first loved us. Right there it is. And so when you and I bend the knee to the Lord Jesus, we confess our sins, we're made right with him. All of a sudden, our heart fills with his love and we begin expressing our love to him. Father, I love you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross in my place. And there is this incredible exchange of love. God's pursuing you to dump his love into your life so that you wouldn't live ignorant. I wouldn't live ignorant to the love of God. But we will, we, anytime we say, God, I love you, it is because God has first loved us. This is the God first principle. And it is true of this word pursuing. You wouldn't have the capacity. You and I, would not care to pursue God if he had not been pursuing us. Can I get an amen? Is God pursuing anyone in the audience? Will you put your praise emoji up in the chat? Who is God pursuing today? Who is thankful that God is pursuing them? Who is aware that long before you ever pursued God, he was pursuing you? This is truth. And this is true of every person with a beating heart today. And 
there's something that God wants to do deeply in us through this word today. But you got to understand the God first principle. God pursued you long before you would ever begin pursuing him. Look at Luke uh, 15 with me. Luke 15. We're going to get to the verse here. I want you to just see it. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. Do you know this story? It's in Luke 15. And I want to just read uh, the story to you. And just um, um, that's the key verse there. And we'll come back to that in just a minute. But Jesus tells this story about the parable of the lost son. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything there was, a severe famine in that whole, um, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out as a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, here's the verse that we just read, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Be, bring the fatting, fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And the story goes on and the older brother is very jealous. And there's a lot to be learned in this story. But Jesus is telling the story to say, you and I are the prodigal. You and I are the ones spiritually bankrupt. You and I are the ones in need of a savior, in need of God. And God is pursuing the father in the story represents God. And so here you and I are feeling like we are so far away from God. And you know, that's one of the classic temptations of the enemy. To think, have the enemy say, you're too far gone. You're too far in debt. 
You're too far in need. You're too far uh, in your consequences. You're too far separated from God. Don't even try. Don't even think that God will, will redeem, that God will restore. And so we give up. We don't even try. But the, the son comes to his senses and begins to step back toward God. But watch what happens. Step back to the father. On his way back, can we put the verse back up there? Luke chapter 15. So he returned to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. You know, I won't hold that verse up there. I want you to understand something here. God is looking at you, and it is not to beat you. It is not anger and wrath. God sees you and God steps toward you. Humans in this scenario would go to the other side of the house and say, if that boy of mine who has rebelled so badly wants something with me, let him come to me. But God is not human that he would treat us in that way. Perfect love. Perfect love. Perfect love. He demonstrates for you and I. And so look at the word there. And while he was still a long way off, the father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. Raise both hands if you're in need of love and compassion today. Now you can be forgiven of your sins. I am. Hallelujah but I need God's love today. I need God's mercy today. I need God's compassion today. So filled with love and compassion, look at the next part. He ran to his son. Can you picture God running to you today? I want you to know on the authority of God's word, he is running toward you today. Can you receive that? Can you allow this story to become your testimony? Because it is. You might say, but Kevin, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the evil thoughts in my mind at times. You don't know how badly I have disappointed God. And I understand you might be disappointed in yourself, but Jesus died on the cross. God is not disappointed at you. Sometimes we put a transfer of our disappointment, our disgust, our anger toward ourselves onto God. Jesus has canceled God's disappointment, canceled God's anger, canceled God's need for revenge. When you and I call upon the name of the Lord Jesus to be saved, it is as if we have never sinned. God separates us from the, uh, our sin as far as the east is from the west. Put that last part back up there, please. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. I want you to imagine God running toward you because it's a spiritual truth. I want you to imagine God throwing his arms around you and embracing you. Can you think of a time that you had 
missed someone so badly for so long that you could not be in their presence without grabbing them up and embracing them. Maybe you've traveled and you've come home to your children. Maybe it's been a while since you saw your grandchildren. Maybe as a spouse, especially when you're newlywed, you come back from from even work during the day. And all of a sudden, you embrace the person that you have missed, the person that you've been separated from. I love Matthew 7, 11. If we being sinful fathers know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Your Heavenly Father runs after you, embraces you, kisses you. Can you sense the tenderness in that, the affection in that? Hallelujah. This is incredible, strength-giving, powerful word for you and I today. God is pursuing you and I like that. But there's something deeper that God wants to do. And yet you're not, I'm not going to be able to enter in to the deeper level of this revelation if I first don't receive it for myself. Can God love you? Can you receive the love of God? Can He kiss you? Can He hug you? Can He run after you? He is. But will you allow Him? Will you receive it? Will you know that your sins are forgiven? That there is no separation between you and God? Maybe you did something that violated the word of God last night and this morning. God wants you to know he is pursuing after you, to embrace you, to kiss you. If your image of God is that he has a rod to beat you, that he's angry at you, that he's burning with fire, mad at you. That is not the God of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God hates sin but He separates you and I from our sin. He perfectly loves us while He perfectly hates sin. You are not the sin. You have the capacity to sin, but you are not your behavior. We pursue behavior modification. Even in the list I gave earlier, we pursue righteousness. We pursue godliness. We pursue justice. We pursue Peace, behavior modification. And God today wants you to know He is pursuing you with a Savior, not to deal with your behavior. Can you jump for joy over that revelation? You are saved by a Savior, not by your behavior. Point to your behavior all day long and God will show you His Savior. So receive that God's pursuing you to embrace you. The Father's eyes are on you with compassion and love to kiss you, not to beat you, to be angry at you. But as I said, God wants to do something deeper here. And that is that this truth is available for everyone with a beating heart. Is there anyone 
that you and I have written off as too far from God? Anyone that we would say there's no way God can let them into his kingdom? Maybe someone with a different skin color. Maybe someone with a different behavior. Maybe someone that uses different four-letter words than you do. Maybe someone that has gender confusion or sexual expressions that deplore you and that rise up against the word of God. Maybe someone that has molested children or, or has committed violent acts against women. Maybe someone that is terrorizing complete countries right now that are not pursuing peace, but are pursuing war. It's possible for you and I, as people covered under the blood, who have benefit, benefited from God's love and goodness and compassion to be one of the biggest barriers, if we're not careful, in deciding who and who can be saved and who cannot be saved. In Acts, it says, and the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will be my judges to decide who can be saved. No, it doesn't say that. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Is there anyone you're not willing to witness to with the good news of God pursuing them? Let God be judged. Let Him decide. But you and I have a have a purpose. We have a mission. We have a calling to take this revelation of the pursuit of God to every person with a beating heart. Is there anyone that you're not willing to pray over because they're too far gone? God wants you to know that the Father is looking at them just like He does you. Pursuing them, running after them, just like He does you. Loving them, embracing them, kissing them. For all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. It has nothing to do with their behavior. You might say that their behavior is, is despicable compared to your behavior. Their sin is so great compared to your sin. And God says, sin Depores me, period. And so my son's blood was shed so that the Heavenly Father could separate our sin, their sin, as far as the East is from the West. You and I are to be messengers of good news, and this is good news. God is pursuing, pursuing. And if you and I would embrace this, receive this, and, and give a witness of this to everyone with a beating heart, the world would be a better place. And I know we can't control our brothers and sisters and, our, and the church around the world, but we can control ourselves. And as for me, and as for you, Let's be people who are willing 
to provide the truth of who God really is. And God is pursuing with mercy, pursuing with compassion, pursuing with love. Look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 45, before we pray. It says, if you refuse to listen to the word, listen to the Lord your God, and to obey his commands and decrees that he has given you, all these curses will pursue and take, overtake you until you are destroyed. And there is a wrath. There is, there is a reality that time will be over and it will be too late to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. And if we really understand that for the terrorist of the world, for, for the people that are, that, that are, are really re openly rebelling against the peace and the love of God, we would have mercy. Oh God, pursue them. Oh God, open up their eyes to you pursuing them. This is not about Republican or Democrat, Russian or American, white or black. This is the gospel. This is the God that is pursuing everyone. Will you and I as the people of God pray for that pursuit? There's three things I want you to see as, as I pray. The first one is I want you to watch God pursuing you. I want you to watch it. Take note of it. David said, um, surely the goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Watch God pursuing you. The second thing is accept God pursuing you. We've talked about that. You've got to receive it, but then you've got to give it. Receive this revelation that God is pursuing you. Receive it. And now go give it. Tell everyone God's pursuing you. Pray. Pray for the dictators of the world. God is pursuing them. Pray for the terrorists. God is pursuing them. Pray for the hater, the haters. God is pursuing them. The third thing is, will you pursue God pursuing you? Wake up every morning pursuing the God that's pursuing you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the strength that it gives. And I pray, God, that you would remove barriers and captivity and skeletons and everything that would come between us and this revelation. God, would you allow us to truly receive this revelation that you are pursuing us for love, for tenderness, for embracing, for kissing, for, for communion and affection and would we go and share that with everyone would we pray that over everyone father even today we're going to see on the news people that are not living for the lord they seem so far away from god don't allow the enemy to tell the church who is far away from god when god is running toward them so God, would we pray for you to run? Would we pray for you to embrace? Would we pray for you to kiss? You've done it for us. You can do it for them. That's the gospel. You've done it for us. You can do it for them. 
And so I pray strength and power over every pastor, every evangelist, every missionary, every sister and brother covered under the blood. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for receiving this word. I pray that you will receive it deep into your spirit and that you will be an intercessor between God running and the people that he's running toward. I invite you back next week as we look at the word rescued and the week after that as we work at the as we look at the word boast. And I will see you back here next Tuesday here on the Kevin White Show. God bless you all. I love you. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing the Kevin White Show. Visit kevinwhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's kevinwhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.